0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. What a crazy day yesterday was in the uh, switch in temperature from very mild in the morning to very cold and windy in the afternoon. And in my neighborhood, I noticed uh, another sign of yet how horrible we have become just as human beings, just as neighbors, just helping each other out. We don't care about anybody but ourselves anymore. There was, uh, uh in my neighborhood, it was garbage day, so Oh, no. All the recycling boxes were out. And I must have chased mine down two or three times before they finally arrived to pick it all up. And, of course, uh, I was running up and down the street grabbing all my recycling and trying to throw it back into the boxes. But across the street from me. Uh, people who had been at work all day, of course, weren't there to attend to this stuff. So it was everywhere, and their boxes were everywhere. And I had picked up a few because you don't know who belongs, what box belongs to what house. Mm-hmm. And I noticed as people were coming home in the afternoon, there was about, I don't know, six or seven of these things on the street. Like this are,
1: boxing or, or
0: boxes or the bins themselves? The bins themselves. themselves. Okay. And people would go and find their own bin and collect it and take it back to their house <laughs> and wouldn't bother picking up. You don't have to take anybody's bin back to their house. Right. But at least get it out of the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what neighbors used to do. Right. Not
1: anymore. No. We don't give a crap about anybody but ourselves. I mean, it can take... Most people will put their number on on the bin, so you know what house it belongs to. Yeah. Um you know, and you don't even have to deliver it all the way back to that house. At least you're right. Just put it up onto uh the curb somewhere. Yep. Get it out of the way. Out of the the way of other drivers. Um we are, our are garbage days today in recycling. And so of course it the is. fear the fear last <laughs> night was that some people would just ah throw it out there. And, and see what happens. And I, on my drive in today, I saw a couple that are spread out in the middle of the road. Mm. Well, not in the middle of the road, but like have, have dumped over at least. And all of the contents are now spread across the road and who knows where.
0: Yeah. Yesterday in my neighborhood, it was really bad. I mean, just garbage. It was a howler. Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. So anyhow, yeah, just a little observation of how we live these days. Right. It's just me and nobody else. Happy, uh, I guess, Leap Day, right? Yes. We're working for free today. We are. So we're going to put in as much effort as that
1: deserves. Perfect.
0: Yeah. We'll treat this like a Sunday morning show. <laughs> <laughs> or a Saturday morning show. True, yeah. Same effort. This is an interesting question. People were asking online, what can I wear to church or can I wear this? Now, I know this might come as a shock, but I don't spend a lot of time...
1: at church. <laughs> I Really? I go for funerals and weddings, shocking term of events.
0: But when I am there, I have noticed, like almost all areas of our life, we've kind of given up.
1: Oh, the dress code is dropped.
0: Oh, Jesus. Like I remember as a kid, if I had to go to church, it was a full-on suit, tie, the whole deal. Women would wear very You know, very nice dresses. It was a whole thing. Churches and airports.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You see a massive kind of letting go of the rules when it comes to the wardrobe.
0: Same with funeral homes. You ever go
1: for a viewing and people are in there, if
0: it's summer, they're in there in flip-flops and shorts and T-shirts.
1: Yeah, it used to be you dress up, but it was a respect
0: thing. Yeah. So people are asking, can I wear Crocs or Uggs?
1: Or a football jersey. If you need to to ask these questions, the answer is usually no. Yeah, like because you you're asking because you know in your head you shouldn't. (laughs) A mini skirt. This isn't a club. (laughs) (laughs) This is a house of the (laughs) Lord. Maybe it is paying respect to the (laughs) the person who passed.
0: Perhaps uh, cowboy boots, uh, cowboy hat. I guess this is just as going to like your Sunday service. Uh, flip-flops, sweatpants, leggings and yoga pants.
1: This is for church, right? They're this asking. is for
0: church, yeah. What well, can I wear to church? Yeah, go with the leggings and yoga pants and see how you mess with the minister or priest. <laughs> Especially, the, oh, no, wait, the priest isn't interested in you and your yoga pants. A crop top, a bikini. What? Come on. <laughs> a kilt, a romper, oh. pajamas, <laughs> stripper heels. Oh. <laughs> And some guy asked, a suit and tie, or is that too formal now? It probably is. Yeah, usually, yeah. yeah. If you show up in church in a suit and tie, they'll think, oh, who are you, big shot? I was just uh, looking at a couple of things on uh, YouTube, looking for Richard Lewis clips and such as he passed away. And uh, I stumbled upon some uh, highlights from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. And that reminded me that you're off to Philadelphia this yes, weekend. Yes, that's right. We'll yes, uh, who who are you calling? Philly and Philly and Ottawa tomorrow uh, right. Saturday night. Okay, Uh if you don't come back with a Paddy's Irish Pub T-shirt or some paraphernalia for me, don't step foot in this building. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I want a Paddy's. Irish pub baseball cap or t shirt. <laughs> and if you, if you come back and you say you didn't go and find Patty's Irish pub. Okay. I, See, not,
1: I don't watch the show. I so. don't care about what you do or I'm don't just, do. I'm, I'm, I'm taking in information here. Is this is like going to Boston and not going to Cheers. Right. Okay. Now, I don't even know, honestly, we'd have to look this is up. Is there a Patty's I Irish I don't pub? even know if there really is one. I'm not sure. Or is there a, um, like a, a storefront that they use as the pub, the corner you gotta go to. In the show, it looks like a pretty rundown neighborhood. Okay. Which is why
0: I want it also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, oddly enough, I was researching cheesesteaks yesterday. And there's Shocking. a lot of rundown neighborhoods. <laughs> it's so weird with the Philly cheesesteak. And, uh, I've never been to Philadelphia. So I think I'd, the I'd, actual, sorry, like the original one there, it, they use like a cheese sauce. Well, it's like a cheese whiz. Yeah, it's not like, a, like, it's a, not like I almost thought it was provolone that they used on, on yeah. a cheesesteak. But I think in, in Philly, or the actual, like original cheesesteak, right. it was, you're right, like a Velveeta or a cheese whiz, like a, a cheese sauce. Well, this is one of the problems with dining in America.
0: Right. Is that every city, and I guess this is probably true in Canada. We all have our thing. Every city has something that they're proud of food wise. But every city I've been to in the US, when they say you gotta try this, that, or the other thing, mm-hmm. it's just salt, fat, and crap. Yeah. I mean, cheese whiz. Now, they, they it is said that you you can't have a Philly cheesesteak. They offer it here on all sorts of different menus. Yeah. But I've never been to Philadelphia, I've never had an authentic one, but from what I understand, you gotta have it with the cheese whiz. You just have to.
1: Right. Well, see, and there, and part of the problem is when you look it up, there's like 15 different places that have, that claim to be the original cheesesteak or the best cheesesteak. Isn't there a place fat something? Uh, that would make sense. I don't know. Yeah. But, nope. uh, but that's it, right? Like you're, uh, so now I'm like, okay, which one do you go with? And then I gotta time these meals out properly. This can't be a pregame for me. <laughs> <laughs> or else things might go silent in the second period. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you should probably turn to Teddy Reader on this. The other problem
0: too is, Because it's all just opinions. I remember when we went to Chicago, we asked everybody, even the concierge at the hotel we stayed at, where's the best deep dish Mm -hmm. pizza? And we were told by numerous people uh, this location. So we went, and there was a lineup, and it was busy. And the great thing about that was uh, you could get a beer and stand out in the street. And so I double-fisted it waiting for our table. Perfect. But you sit down, you get the deep dish Chicago pizza, and it's a lot of dough with Bravo sauce on it. Mm. Like, it's just, I've never, and I think probably a lot of it has to do with the anticipation. Yeah, the hype. You're so excited. Like, you'll probably go have a Philly cheesesteak, and you'll be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just so sure it's going to be the greatest thing. uh, This has got to be it. Yeah, this is, uh, everybody tells me. Anyhow. Uh, it, even a, it's it's always uh, sunny in Philadelphia,
1: any paraphernalia, All right, you must come back. I'll autograph a picture of me in front of a sign that <laughs> says it's always sunny in Philadelphia, as I think it's supposed to rain the entire time I'm there. Oh, really? <laughs> well. So maybe not so sunny.
0: I'm a little jealous because it's one of those cities that I've always wanted to go to and I've never been. And because even though I despise hockey and everybody that's associated with it, um, when I was growing up, it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Philadelphia Broad Flyers, Street bullies. they were my favorite. Yeah, I love the I love I loved all the stories. I love that uh, other teams got the Philly flu right. when the Flyers came to town because they knew they were going to get their
1: arses mm-hmm. kicked. Um, you know what? I, 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 the team I don't know if is it still has that reputation. I mean, Nick Lory is a pretty pretty yeah. tough customer when it comes to that actual team. But I think, not
0: like 1970s. No.
1: no, I think I'm more afraid of the coach if I have to talk to John Tortorella. Oh, really? Is he the coach there <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A very intimidating guy when you're media coming in. Like what's the, what's the first question? And he's going to rip your head off. Ask him uh, where to go asking. for a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> I probably should. You should. should. I, <laughs> I'm new in town. I'm from Toronto and yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go run the steps? I, you know what? I have done that before. I've been to Philadelphia yeah. once All and we right. did do the steps. I, I would say run. But I... <laughs> How old were you when you went up the steps the last time? Uh, I think Adrian and I were just engaged or, or before the kids. So you're talking oh. 15, 16 oh, years yeah. ago.
0: You're going to need a break now halfway up. Oh, um, you'll uh, have to absolutely. sit down. There's no
1: running. There's no <laughs> running of the steps. Stat- and to be honest, the Rocky statue isn't at the top. Oh, isn't it? No, no, no. It's not front and center. It's down on the side. Oh, okay. They do, they still, they kept the statue there, but it's not front and center of the, uh, Of of the library.
0: Are the steps that intimidating? Like, is there really that many of them to get Um, up?
1: I mean, no, it's not like the CN Tower, but it's impressive. Yeah, and and it's like a whole like um, like the whole street is like like the big mall that leads up to it is uh, is really nice. It's a beautiful, impressive building.
0: That's why we ran and jumped all the uh,
1: benches, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, we're not doing that. Right. Chasing well one, the cause the Uber's gonna drop me off at the bottom of the steps anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're not walking all the way to it, are you we? Be eating your Philly cheesesteak <laughs> as you're walking up the steps. That's right. I might run down the steps after I have the Philly <laughs> cheesesteak, trying to find a bathroom.
0: So, you know, when you're organizing your wedding, this isn't something you just pull together in a week. There's a long process and a lot of questions and a lot of decisions to be made, and it takes some time. And certainly when you're putting together your wedding party, if you have certain family members who are a little on the fence, (laughs) maybe not easy to get along with all the time and just difficult and always causing grief then I would just suggest you send them a card inviting them with their plus one option and meal choices. Yeah, don't make them part of the wedding party. No, it's going to be too difficult. And this uh, this one woman, the uh, the bride, uh, she should have known this of her brother. <laughs> this probably puts uh, this dude in the running for the worst wedding party member ever. A groomsman was at a wedding on Saturday but got kicked out. After getting into a fight with the bride, his sister started as an argument. Then other guests had to escort him out of the reception after he attacked her. (laughs) It was around 10 p.m., and so police say alcohol may have been a factor. May? Shocking, I know. Mm -hmm. He also struck several other people on his way out, including his brother-in-law. Okay. A bridesmaid. A niece. (laughs) Oh. And his own mom.
1: I <laughs> 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 uh, didn't go down without a fight. No.
0: This poor mom's 65 years oh, old. Oh, no. Turns out he's got a long rap sheet and, spe- sheet and spent over 10 years in prison. He's right. now facing uh, five battery charges. They also tacked on criminal mischief, uh, mischief charges because he threw a lawn chair through a glass door
1: on his way out. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, probably could have seen that coming and uh, and should have seen that one coming. Mhm. The politics of a wedding, especially with family.
0: Now, you being an only child didn't have to deal with this. I assume in your wedding party you had uh, you had other friends or cousins or whatever right? Who stood up with you. Uh-huh. And you really then get to pick people who you truly love being with and around. Mhm. Whereas when you have siblings, even if you don't necessarily get along, you're kind of obligated. Because my my sister was in my wedding party. All right. And her husband was also. And we... Ne- None of us got along. Wow! And they had gotten married like six months before. That's but you felt
1: obligated to put him in the wedding
0: party? Well, because they were just newly married. And I think because we were having all these issues to begin with, I thought, well, maybe this will bond us a little bit. Right. Maybe this will help the relationship. It
1: did not. You know, it's funny because so many people, when they're getting married, feel that being in the wedding party would be such an honor for someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people just would rather show up with a plus one and enjoy the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's a Oh, do I have to go buy a dress or a suit for this? Yep. Give a speech; it costs money to be in a wedding party.
0: Yeah, and when you're young, like if you've got friends getting married in their 20s, you're just up and excited for everything. Right? Yeah, but when you get to it, be about mid 30s, you're like, not to, no, don't even ask me. <laughs> that you'll say to your buddy, "I love you, but don't even." Ask
1: right, and you got to organize a Jack and Jill, raise money for these people. Yeah. You, you know, so you're spending more cash.
0: Oh, nothing ever drove me more crazy. Well, a lot of things drive me crazy, but when when a, a, a an engaged couple would stand up in front of some legion and say, "Buy tickets. We need to buy a house." Right. No, I'm not helping you buy your house. You buy your own damn house. You made this decision. Go get them. We need a new fridge. Go get your own damn fridge. <laughs> Leave me alone. But yeah, when you're young, and plus the world has also changed too. You know, we can't, it can't be big enough. When I was in my 20s and someone invited me into their wedding party, There would be like a, especially with the the in-laws who were yet to be my in-laws. But there would be some big Italian banquet hall where on a Friday night you'd go, Mm -hmm. and it would be all the, you know, the uncles and the cousins. It would be all men, and there would be a big meal, and there would be a lot of gambling, and there'd be an open bar, and everybody would go home, and that was kind of it. Right now, everybody's jetting off to Costa Rica, and you know, (laughs) it's all too much. (laughs) Anyhow, yeah, just say no. As as we age, and, that's, and I've said it many times, as we age, one of the great things about aging, the word no, <laughs> no, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh, somebody put together a list on Ranker.com of the funniest TV shows of all time. And they uh, put out a list of 20 TV shows. We'll give you the top 10. Married with Children at 10. Modern Family at 9. These are the funniest TV shows of all time. Okay. Parks and Rec at 8. Whose Line Is It Anyway at 7. The Simpsons at 6. South Park at 5. Brooklyn Nine-Nine at four. Wow. Looney Tunes, the old cartoons, at three. My goodness. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at two. Whoa. And what do you think the number one is? Seinfeld? No, it actually shows up as 13th Wow! of the top 20. The Office is considered the number one funniest show. Wow.
1: I mean, obviously so subjective a list, yes, right? of course. To some and to others. Uh, though I I don't know. I uh, the office certainly was funny, but a drier humor for many. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with Brooklyn Nine Nine up there. That show was fantastic, brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: I'm I'm rewatching it now, and uh, yeah, every character in it is just so impressive. Um, there's not one complaint about it. I find it's interesting that it's always sunny in Philadelphia is number two because it's that's a real cult following hmm. show. Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean obviously the office was like that too, though it had a massive cult following. But I guess it it, it rose to a much bigger fame. It had big numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know that it's always sunny has ever shown really massive numbers. I, it's been on FX forever. I mean they're going to like season fifteen or something, but I right. don't know that it's ever had huge. And it's interesting with Seinfeld because. um I mean, Friends doesn't even show up in the top 20. What about Big Bang Theory? Didn't that have a a big
1: following, too? Yeah,
0: it's massive. Yeah. Like, the rest of the list includes Family Guy, Tom and Jerry, Seinfeld, as mentioned, The Fresh Prince, Mr. Bean, Arrested Development, Malcolm in the Middle, Chappelle's Show, Home Improvement.
1: I mean, the one that stands out as odd for me in there is the, the, whose line is it anyway? Mm -hmm. And while I watched some of that and, and, and they were funny and their improv was good to say that's one of the top 10 funniest shows of all time. Yeah. It's odd. Big stretch. Yeah. It's a, I don't necessarily agree with this
0: list as much as I love it's always sunny in Philadelphia and I'm happy to see it's number two. I will say of Brooklyn nine nine with rewatching it. I'm really crushing on Amy.
1: Right. Was that a Sandberg's girlfriend? Yeah. Or a fiancé? I'm Remember?
0: really crushing on her. Oh, yeah? I don't know that I noticed her the first go around, <laughs> but I'm a fan now. <laughs> I am a fan. She is incredibly cute. <laughs> and I think it's just that character, too, you know. Yeah.
1: That adds to it. And I think for me, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations because... Wasn't really a big Andy Samberg fan, and, mm. and you know he was okay, a bit player for SNL for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know whether or not he could carry a series. It was really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, his big claim to fame on SNL was the stuff that he did with uh, Justin Timberlake. Right? Yeah, Dick in a Box. Yeah, and all of that. <laughs> um, on the uh, the discussion of television. Uh, There was a list put together of the uh, most watched TV finales of all time. And this is so impressive. Like, I don't think this record will ever be broken. MASH still sits at number one from 1983, where 105.9 million people tuned in. Now, 1983, you go, okay, well, what else was there to watch? Right. But Seinfeld in 98 only had 76 million people watch the Mm -hmm. final episode. The Fugitive from 1967 had 78 million people. So more people watched The Fugitive season finale than they did Seinfeld.
1: I think there were other options for people to watch other things though. Like in terms of, you know, back in 1978, you had six channels. Yeah. So the choices weren't there and you had to get up off the couch to change that channel too. So perhaps more people tuning in for that. There were more things like appointment tuning. Although Seinfeld had a lot of that too, because it was the must-see Thursdays. Right? Yeah.
0: So, Mash still at the top of the list, 105 million, and then it drops. Cheers is the second most watched finale, but had 80.4. So, look at that difference from 80.4 million to 105. Yeah. Uh, and then the fugitive, as mentioned, seventy eight million. Seinfeld, seventy six. Friends only had fifty two point five million. Really? Watched Magnum PI had fifty. See that's that is funny to me because you think Friends would have been up. The the finale would have yeah. been massive. The fact that Magnum basically tied it.
1: Well, you know, I don't know. I can't remember. I watched Magnum as a kid, but I don't know what the following four actually was. But I think the whole thing with Ma- Magnum was they were going to finally reveal who Robin Masters once right. Right? right the big money behind where right. he lived and all of that. And So there was a a sense of mystery right around that. I, I believe um I think sometimes it's been ruined these finales now by the fact that the the show comes back up a couple of years later. Sure. <laughs> yeah. right? So it's right. not really the true finale. Right.
0: Now didn't wasn't there uh, a tragic moment of the end of Magnum PI didn't uh was it TJ or whatever his name was that flew the helicopter? Didn't it crash? Did he not die at the end of it or something? Well, I
1: don't remember that. I have
0: to go back and look, but I, I sense there was, that was the big like shocking. Oh really? I think, or maybe I'm just making that up, which I do a lot of the time anyhow. TC, yeah. TC, that was his name, yeah. Cosby show at 44 million all in the family at 40 family ties at 36 see there again interesting now you're just talking about different times but that was 79 to 89 all in the family was massive and the fact that family ties Mm -hmm. almost tied it and then home improvement not far off of that as well anyhow mash is one of those shows because i do love going back and watching old sitcoms every now and then i think I should go back and try that. Oh yeah? But sometimes when you go back too far, <laughs>
1: I mean, I love a sitcom, <laughs> but it's like going
0: back and saying, I'm going to watch the top 100 movies of all time. That's right. Try sitting through Citizen Kane. <laughs> just, just try. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94-9. The Rock.